Welcome to Trowadron Legends and Lore. Episode 40, The First Rebirth. Well, hello and welcome to Trollodon Legends and Lore. I'm Chad Corey. This is the fourth episode in a new fourth season, and it is the fourth episode in an ongoing mini-series. We're talking about the unrecorded time of Trollodon. I would encourage you to go back and check previous episodes if you're new to this one to kind of get caught up in what we've been talking about, because each one rather more or less dovetails or leads into the other. And if you'd like to learn more about what I'm talking about in this episode or previous episodes of this season, I will encourage you to go back and listen to other episodes I've recorded where I go into greater detail about the various personalities and concepts that we're using now, kind of just, I don't want to say offhand, but that's kind of what it is. I'm assuming you know or will know about what I'm talking about without having to go into greater detail on that. If you don't know, like I said, check out the previous episodes and you'll get filled in because they are pretty extensive without getting too much into the weeds on the details and such. And I will also encourage people who want to augment what they're learning about with these episodes to go to the Trollodon website. That's T-R-A-L-O-D-R-E-N.com. And you'll be able to find more information about the time periods we're talking about here, as well as the people. There's fun insights uh, about the upcoming books and things, updates about various Trollodon-related material, and, of course, some web, uh, wallpaper and other things you can take advantage of as well and i will encourage you as well to subscribe or follow along on social media there is a trollodron um, handle i guess you can say that is being used for twitter instagram and facebook where you can take advantage of that if you want to follow along or like whatever the new terminology is they're using by the time you're listening to this podcast uh, there'll be more information that is shared on there as well as updates on books and other things that you might not necessarily find on the website, so it all kind of works together between the podcast, the social media, and the website to make you as informed a Trollodron fan as possible. And if you want to learn more about myself and other podcasts I do as well, I would encourage you to go to my website, chadcorey.com, that's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E.com, and you can find out more information about not just Trollodron-related things, but other things that I have written as well. And also a whole bunch of other things that are available on the website and my social media, which is Creator Chad. That's C-R-E-A-T-O-R, Chad, C-H-A-D, and that will be at, I guess, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm looking on getting hopefully more of a presence on there in the uh, in this year a little bit more. And last but not least, thank you so much for those who have come out and who have supported the release of the Shadow Regent. I really do appreciate that. I've been having some fun doing uh, some tours and events, and I will be continuing to do so in this month as well, which is April at the time of this podcast publication. And I will be wrapping things up this month for the tour, but I will be continuing the tour, if that makes some confusing sense, because I'll be doing another tour right on the heels of this one for another a book that's coming out. This is a graphic novel. It's not a Trollodon graphic novel, but it is uh, another publication nonetheless. And so, in a way, uh, if you want, you'll still have an extended way to get a hold of 
getting signed copies of the Shadow Regent as well. So I will be sharing more information about that tour as well on the website, chadcory.com, and also on social media. You can subscribe to the newsletter too and get updates where I'm going to be, what's taking place as well. So again, it's kind of a weird, it's one tour is kind of wrapping up, but yet it's not really wrapping up. It's just transitioning to something different there. So I will keep you, like I said, keep you informed on that. But so if you have been able to, not been able to, I should say, meet me at, at an event and want to sign copy, this is your opportunity now to continue it as we get into the warmer months of the year and into the summer as well. So take advantage of that, and I think we'll wrap that little announcements section up and get into the meat of today's episode, which is a continuation of the historical account of what we call the unrecorded timeline of Trollodron. Uh, you can find more about this again on Trollodron.com, and it will be uh, listed to some extent, uh, some elements of it in the Shadow Region, believe it or not, because there is an appendices in that book. So um, I'll share more about that later sometime. But continuing where we left off from last episode, we were talking about the fall of the Titans and the terrible aftermath of what took place with the Fiendish Wars and the Dark Decade where basically the Abyss invaded Trilodon and had uh, some terrible aftermaths that kind of just tore and ravaged and twisted a whole large swath of the planet and parts of the population in general. As you recall, the fiends brought about what became known as some of the monstrous races, as long as well as the, the dragons. So you have the minotaurs, lizardmen, deltarians. You also have uh, some other weird creations that they have in there, which we talked about in previous episodes, now living side by side and actually growing and flourishing in some parts of the world with the previous creations the gods have left on the planet. And now the Draenors, who are the inheritors, I guess, of the mantle that the Titans once had as the predominant group or race on the planet. The, the Draenors had the unique perspective, I guess, and maybe unique potential in that they were created specifically by the gods to inhabit Trollodon. They were created to be the pinnacle of their creation. So that would maybe play into some of their later developments we'll get into in just a moment here. But what we'll be talking about today is, I guess you can say the in-between years or the transitionary time period, whatever you want to call it, between the fall of the Titans and the beginning to have the emergence and dominance of the Draenors in the Draenoric Age. So we'll be talking about, first and foremost, the first rebirth, which is the, well, you know, while the people were free, like we said, from their wicked masters and had no more to do with the Titans who were taken away to the abyss, Trilodon had been greatly ravaged with large swaths of its landscape, burned and ruined and poisoned and corrupted, and, and worse still, there were plagues, there was famine, there were hidden evils, like we talked about, lurking around the, every corner in some cases or certain sections of the world. Most of the cities were in ruin or ash, and the towns were burned and, and just decaying rubble. And then added to this were the roving bands of monstrous races that were still kind of continuing their mindset or their motive, which they were created to do originally, which is, which was to be like parts of the army of the, the fiends to augment what they have and to take greater control. So it was just a, just a chaotic mess. And that was the general gist of what the, the first rebirth was. It was a time in some ways of trying to get out of the junk that they were in. It, they just wanted to 
begin life again. And again, the time period for this is very speculative by those scholars that try to study it because how do you really measure it? Because there, all the time that was gone before was kind of torn up and destroyed with all the wars and destruction and stuff. And when you're trying to just survive and trying to, to make your way in the world in this ravaged landscape, you're not always thinking about making a history. You're trying to you know live hand-to-mouth, day-to-day kind of thing. So there hasn't really been a lot of great records or information shared about this time period. But it is there. It is called the first rebirth. And it is the time where the Dranors and other people groups began to claw their way out from what was done in the previous years. Unfortunately, though, the first great rebirth, while they were making some progress, is followed right away by the first great decline. Uh, basically, although there were many looking to a more hopeful future, it wouldn't really turn out to be as bright as they thought it would be. As, the, as more and more titanic ruins were explored, some Draenoric magi unleashed a rapidly spreading plague, which took its toll on just, not just the people, but on the wildlife as well. And it would really come and go in cycles throughout the next century, pushing back any gains that had been made across the races in the nascent nations. So it, it, it was kind of a detrimental time. And, and while the negative effects were finally stopped, it would take some time for the population to once again receive and regain the place they were before the horrible onslaught that they suffered. And uh, let me just back up a second here. Who were who the Draenoric Magi? Well, the Draenor, as we said, were the creation of the gods. And with that unique potential in them, besides other things they had, was the ability to cast magic, or what would become known as magic. Now, this was really something that was shared by the Titans. It was something that the gods also possessed, and they wanted to imbue it into their creation, kind of make it like them a little bit. It is the ability to tap into what we can call the, the mystical power, mystical nature of the cosmos. And this mystical might, this mystical power, if you will, became called magic from the later generations of people that came about. And this magic allowed them to do some great feats of wonder, ability, and you know, in some ways do what the gods and the titans did before them. But it also allowed the creation of what were called magi. And the magi were the proto-mage, if you will. Um, they were the masters of magic or the students of magic. And in some respects, again, if you look back at previous episodes, we mentioned the, the Titan Lords who followed with the uh, Lords of Trolodon, which were the, the recent incarnation with the Titans on Trolodon. And now you have the Magi, who were kind of less, more or less like a, a Titan Lord version of Draenors. They were a group of people that specifically focused on magic and its mastery and its study and, and, and you know exploration and greater knowledge of it and all, all that good stuff and so they were the beginnings of what would become known as wizards in the modern uh, vernacular but they were very powerful as they grew and learned in power well the magi got their magic knowledge and strength initially from the titans and as we just read the titans were uh, very well astute in the, the power, and plus they were added to and augmented by the knowledge from the, the fiends. So you had these Draenors now going into and, and pulling out information from these titanic ruins, getting more power, getting more insight, and increasing their ability and power. Unfortunately, like you know, we just read, sometimes when you go into places you don't know anything about, you find some things you don't know anything about. And some of those things were diseases, plagues, and things that the fiends were creating 
to unleash upon the world. Some were just residues of just the wicked corruption that they encompassed or studied or imbued just in their very nature. And that was unfortunate because it you know, released, in this case, a plague that took out the former gains of the population. So you had this, this ebb and flow that you'd see now in the next age that came about after this great decline was done or finished, I guess, with the disease, you have what was called, obviously, the second rebirth. And it's poetically named for the various revivals and recoveries of populations and resources and a sense of greater self-reliance and collective goals among the populace. This period of time helped raise society back to levels of higher, higher levels than it had seen before the first great decline, and the accelerated birth rate was suspected as some sort of boon given by Asura, who is the goddess of life, by the way, to help jumpstart the people again and keep them from losing ground. The surplus of grain, fruit, vegetables, and other things also helped people in having healthy children and being able to feed them with their new livestock, whose numbers also increased. So you can see the gods taking a hand in here. They had pity and mercy on them. They wanted this experiment, this world of trollism to grow and develop. And so they had a hand, some suspect, and maybe rightfully so, in the increase of the people in what would become known as the second rebirth. And that would serve as the seedbed for the beginnings of the Drenoric Age, which we'll talk about next episode. I want to kind of wrap up this particular episode, fleshing out what has been going on now in this intermediate period. We have all the different races during this time. I've been kind of glossing over them. I haven't really been getting into specific detail, but we have the Minotaurs, we have the Ryu, and we have the Giants who are kind of more or less the major players along with the Draenors of this land now. And I guess you can say to another extent the, the Lenorms play a hand in there as well, although Lenorms, given their, I guess you want to say more independent nature, they don't really have a national type of presence like the other races would have, who are at this time establishing communities and nations and states and cities and things. Lenorms are more or less establishing a territory over which they hunted and ruled and, and basically lived out their own solitary existence. But those are the major five players on the, the world. And they were more or less basically peacefully existing with each other. Part of that, of course, is because they were spread out over a wide swath of territory, but also because, as we just read, there were a whole lot of other factors at play. I mean, people trying to recover from previous wars and disasters, then you had more disasters and plagues <laughs> fall upon them. And they had to recover again. And so they were beginning this, like I said, the ebb and flow, the, the move, the upward and downward movements of their population groups. But more or less towards the end of this cycle, like we said with the second rebirth, they were on a very steady and upward trajectory for a people group. And national levels are beginning to swell and increase in power and control. And each have their own sphere of influence that we'll talk about maybe a little bit more in next episode. So I didn't want you to be totally in the dark about what was going on. It wasn't just the Draenors only, but there were a lot of other races that were existing. Of course, then you add in the, the mix of the monstrous races trying to find their own territory in the world, and you begin to see the planet's becoming a little bit more crowded as far as population groups and nations and, and so on and so forth. But that's more or less the in-between time. There is a, you know, a boom, kind of a bust, and another boom. And that boon, that second boon, will be a very prosperous one, maybe even aided by divine favor that will get into the development of a strong and dominant, ultimately, 
Draenoric Empire, which we'll talk about next episode. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Please feel free to share your comments, concerns, commentary at lore, L-O-R-E, at chadcorey.com. Otherwise, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.